Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Well, hello and how are you doing? I hope you've had a good week. I'm very happy because one of our super great listeners, Carla from Arkansas, suggested that we produce a Super Great Kids colouring book. And now, Super Great David has picked up that idea and run with it. So, if you're interested in our colouring book, go to Amazon and search for Super Great Kids Stories colouring book. And after the story, we have news about a new picture competition. And we're giving away not one, not two, not three... Well... Ten Super Great Kids Stories colouring books. The tale we're going to hear today is from India, which is a large country of mountains and deserts and rivers and coconut trees. It's another quest story, which involves a man, Bikubai, who goes on a quest to find, not gold this time, but a coconut. Do you know a coconut tree grows to about 55 feet That's roughly ten people standing on each other's shoulders. Where do you climb a tree that high? How else do you think you could get a coconut out of a tree? Have a little think while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. It's me again. So, how would you get a coconut out of a tree? Well, here's how some people do it. Some climb the tree, others use a very tall ladder, and some get monkeys to help, and others simply wait for the coconuts to drop off. Are you ready for this story? Here's Emily Hennessy telling a tale from India, Bikubai and the Coconut. Ready? Mouth open. Story. Jump. Dinaka dinaka din din dinaka dinaka dom dinaka dinaka din din dinaka dinaka dom dinaka dinaka din din dinaka dinaka dom once in the north of india where the sandy deserts were hot and the mountains stretched up high there lived a man called bikubai bikubai had a great big round belly Bikubai had a long, black, shiny moustache that curled at the ends. Bikubai loved many things. He loved food and seeing his friends and food and going to parties. And did I mention food? He really, really loved food, especially breakfast, lunch and dinner and all the snacks in between. But there was one thing that Bikubai did not love, and that was spending money. One day, Bikubai woke up bright and early and he was hungry, or hungry for some breakfast. What do you like to eat for breakfast? Hmm, fruit salad, lovely. Porridge, nice. Toast, ah. Weetabix, yeah, good. Cornflakes, lovely. Dosa, ah, my favourite. Well, Bikubai, on this morning, wanted only one thing for breakfast. There was only one thing that he could imagine eating that morning and that was a 
coconut. A coconut, a coconut, a coconut cut into little slices, sprinkled with a little bit of sugar, or his mouth watered at the thought of it. He had to have a coconut. And so Bikubai went downstairs into his kitchen. He looked in the fruit bowl. Was there a coconut there? No coconut. He looked in the fridge. Was there a coconut there? No coconut. He looked in the baskets under the stairs. Was there a coconut in there? No coconut. There was nothing for it. Bikubai would have to go to the little village market and buy himself one. And so he picked up his precious purse full of his precious little coins, tucked it into his pocket, put on his sandals, put on his hat and closed his door behind him as he stepped out into the hot, bright sunshine. And off he went, off to the little village market. And there he arrived at the village market. What were they selling there? Yes, you're right. Chickens, chickens, running around everywhere. Bear and goats do bear. Goats nibbling away at the cabbages from the vegetable seller stand. Spices. Yes, samosas. Yes, saffron and flowers and fish and, of course, coconuts. There in the corner, on a little mat, sat the coconut seller, with a little pile of green coconuts in front of him. Green because they were freshly picked from the tree that morning. These are the freshest coconuts you will find in the whole of the north of India, said the coconut seller. Oh, that may be so, said Bikubai, but tell me, how much for one of them? I will give you a very, very special price, said the coconut seller. I will only ask for one hundred rupees. One hundred rupees, said Bikubai. I'm not spending a hundred rupees on a coconut. I mean, really, he didn't want to spend anything at all, of course. I tell you what, I will give you, I will give you half of that. And he pulled out his precious purse full of precious little coins and had a look and try to work out what that would be. Um, half of 100 is... Um, can you help him out? How much? 50, of course. I will give you half of 100 rupees, which is 50 rupees, said Bikubai. But the coconut seller just shook his head. Well, fine, said Bikubai. Then he snapped his purse shut, tucked it into his pocket. I will find myself a cheaper coconut at the big market down the road, he said. And off he went. Are you ready? Dina ka dina ka din din dina ka dina ka dom dina ka dina ka din din dina ka dina ka dom dina ka dina ka din din dina ka dina ka dom. Finally, he arrived, and by the time he got there, he was hot. The sweat was dripping off his face. His cheeks were as pink as oh, peaches. Very nice. What did he want? A coconut. Could he see a coconut? No, he couldn't. He could see mangoes and pineapples and saffron and sweets and flowers and fish and... Oh, finally, he pushed his way past the cows and the chickens and the pigs and the goats and found the coconut seller, sitting on a little mat in the corner with a, a big pile of green coconuts in front of him. Excuse me, he said, wiping his sweaty brow. Uh, how much for one of these coconuts? 
Well, said the coconut seller, these are mighty fine coconuts. These are the finest coconuts in the whole of India. Picked this very morning. Yeah, 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 said Bikku Baba. Tell me how much for one of them. I will give you a very special price, said the coconut seller. Only one hundred rupees. One hundred? I, th I thought they were going to be cheaper here at the big market. I'm not giving you a hundred rupees. He pulled out his precious purse full of precious coins, opened it up. I tell you what, I will give you half of that. Half of one hundred rupees, which is, yes, fifty rupees. But the coconut seller just shook his head. Oh, fine, said Bikubai, snapping shut his little purse, tucking it back into his pocket. Well, in that case, I will, I will, I will go and find myself a cheaper coconut somewhere else. And off he went, storming through the big market all the way over the hot, sandy desert, down the hill towards the river. Are you ready? Dinaka, dinaka, din, din, dinaka, dinaka, dom. Dinaka, dinaka, din, din, dinaka, dinaka, dom. Dinaka, dinaka, din, din, dinaka, dinaka, dom. He arrived at the river and, oh, he was so hot, the sweat was pouring from his brow like a river. His cheeks were as purple as a... Beetroot, yes. And there, by the riverbank, bobbing on the water, was a little boat. And next to this boat, there were crates on the riverbank, crates full of coconuts. And there was a man loading the crates onto the boat. So quickly, Bikubai stepped forward. Excuse me, as he said, I don't expect you need all of these coconuts, do you? Perhaps I could just take one of them. Well, said the man, I could sell you one of these coconuts. I tell you what, I'll give you a very special price. Only one hundred rupees. One hundred? I'm not giving you a hundred rupees, said Bikubai. I will give you half of that, which is fifty rupees. But the man just shook his head. He said, these coconuts are precious coconuts. They are the freshest coconuts in the whole of India. Picked this very morning, being loaded onto the boat to sail across the seas to be sold in shops and supermarkets across the whole wide world. But I want one, said Bikubai. But he could not bring himself to buy one. And so he left the little boat behind. And he walked all the way upstream. He walked and walked until he, he came to a, a little copse of trees and he sat down beneath one of the big shady trees. And he was so hungry and he was so tired. <laughs> Just want a coconut. <laughs> and as he wept, he lifted his head to the sky, and then something met his eyes. Hanging there in the branches of the tree was a coconut. He was sitting in a coconut grove, coconuts everywhere. And all he had to do was climb the tree and it would be his. Bikubai wiped away his tears and he began to climb. And as he climbed his great 
big belly swayed from side to side, his long moustache drooped with sweat. Higher and higher and higher until he reached the top and then he squidged his great big sweaty bottom in between the branches and there he sat. <laughs> Bikubai could see the coconut green and shiny, the freshest of all, right in front of him. All he had to do was pluck it. And so Bikubai reached forward and he stretched a little bit further. Oh, couldn't quite reach it. Oh, his fingertips were touching it now. He grabbed hold of it, stretching forward. He tried to pull it towards him, but then... He slipped out from the branches. He slipped and found himself, whoa, holding onto the coconut, which was still hanging from the tree. Bikubai was hanging in midair, swaying in the breeze. He looked down and it was a very, very, very long way to fall. He was going to need some assistance. Okay, let's call out for help, everybody. After three. You ready? One, two, three. Nobody could hear him. Let's try again. One, two, three. Help! Just at that moment, there was a woman riding a horse trotting past the coconut grove. She heard a cry for help. I better go and see what the matter is, she thought. And so she rode her horse into the coconut grove and there saw the strangest thing she had ever seen. A man hanging from a coconut. <laughs> well, I better help him down, she thought. So she rode her horse to just beneath where Bikubai was hanging. She very carefully climbed up, standing on the saddle of the horse. Ooh, it was a bit slippery. She reached up, she grabbed hold of Bikubai's ankles and was just about to help him down. When the horse, who also hadn't had any breakfast, saw a lovely patch of fresh, green, juicy grass and off he went. Nom, 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 nom. So now the two of them were hanging there. There was the horse rider holding onto the ankles of Bikubai who was holding onto the coconut. And the two of them cried out for help. Are you ready? One, two, three. Help! Help! And just at that moment, there was a man riding a camel walking past the coconut grove. He heard a cry for help. He thought, I better go and see what the matter is. Rode his camel into the coconut grove, saw the strangest thing he'd ever seen. Two people hanging from a coconut. <laughs> well, I'd better help them down, he thought. And so he rode his camel to just beneath where they were hanging. He carefully climbed up onto the hump of the camel, kept his balance, reached up, grabbed hold of the horse rider's ankles, was about to help the two of them down when the camel, who also hadn't had any breakfast, saw the horse eating the grass, thought that looks tasty, and off he went. So now the three of them were hanging there. There was the camel rider holding onto the ankles of the horse rider holding onto the ankles of Bikubai who was holding onto the coconut. The camel rider looked down. It was still a long way to the ground. Looked up and thought, if I fall, these two are going to fall on top of me. 
he said. Hey, uh, up there, uh, Bikubai, whatever you do, don't let go. If you manage to hold on until help comes, I will... I will give you a hundred rupees. Oh, thought Bikubai, a hundred rupees, I, I like the sound of that. Yeah, said the horse rider. If you manage to hold on until help comes, I'll give you a hundred rupees too. Ooh, thought Bikubai, one hundred rupees plus one hundred rupees, that makes two hundred rupees. I will be rich. Woohoo! He flung his arms open wide and let go of the coconut and down they all fell. Bunk! The camel rider, dunk! The horse rider, bunk! Bikubai on top of them both, and then, dunk! What do you think that was? That's right, the coconut, giving Bikubai a great big bruise on his forehead. But do you know what? Bikubai didn't care. Bikubai was smiling. Why? Because at last he would have his coconut for free. Dinaka, dinaka, din, din, dinaka, dinaka, dom. Dinaka, dinaka, din, din, dinaka, dinaka, dom. Dinaka, dinaka, din, din, dinaka, dinaka, dom. Thanks to Emily Hennessy for that story. I wonder what you'd do. Would you pay for your coconut? Or would you be like Bikubai and try to climb up a coconut palm to get one for free? Now, ta-da! It's time for me to dip into my bag of happies and thank you for all the beautiful pictures and comments and support which you're so kindly giving us. Thanks to Oliver, who is nine, from Mill Valley in California. He's been drawing up a storm and has shared brilliant pictures of Mrs Rabbit and the Fox and how the snakes got their poison. Really lovely, Oliver. Thank you. And Bryson, who is four, from Olympia in Washington, sent a marvellous picture of the monster in the maze with lots of sharp teeth. Thanks for scaring me, Bryson. And thanks to sisters Mariam and Lillian Hull. They worked together to illustrate the words with a kokioko, with a picture of Buki dancing in the middle. Great teamwork. And thanks to Mariah from Rotorua, who sent in a story about a pot of gold. And her brother, Justin, who is five, drew a fabulous picture of the story, The White Elephant. Thanks, Justin. And sisters Zoe, who is six, and Anya, who is eight, from Maryland, sent in some amazing pictures. Zoe drew the three little pigs and a big bad wolf huffing and puffing and Anya drew a marvellous picture of the Crab King all lonely and cross in his watery kingdom. Thanks so much, Zoe and Anya. And Reese, who lives in Japan and is from Wisconsin, sent us a gorgeous detail picture of Baba Yaga and Vasilisa, a Halloween story. <gasps> Thanks, Reese. Super great drawing. A very big thank you to all our sponsors and subscribers. We couldn't make this podcast without your support. So thanks to Harvey, who is four from California, who loves animal stories. And thanks to Milo in Southend, who recently turned six, whose favourite story is How the Mosquito Became. I love all those whistling giants, don't you, Milo? 
And thanks to siblings Una, who is six, and Finn, who is three, from Queens in New York City. Go, super great kids, go. Thanks very much for supporting us. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and get bonus episodes and early access, click subscribe on Apple Podcasts. To support us with Patreon, to get all that and more, go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com and click on the Patreon button. If you've sent in a beautiful picture but haven't yet been thanked, we will get there. So many of you are sending us super great pictures at the moment and making us smile a mile wide. So thanks for your patience. In the meantime, if you'd like to see some of these pictures, look on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash stories to enjoy our Super Great Kids art gallery. Now, here's news about our picture competition. We have 10 Super Great Kids stories colouring books to give away to 10 lucky Super Great Kids who send in pictures between now and December the 13th. So quick, get out your paints and pencils and we'll announce the winners on the 16th of December. If you want to see what our colouring books look like, then take a peek on our website, supergreatkidsstories.com or go to Amazon and search for Super Great Kids Stories Colouring Book. And if you're interested in a Super Great Kids Stories t-shirt, then go to our website, supergreatkidsstories.com. Jack in Spain sent us a lovely photo wearing his Super Great t-shirt, which he won in our last colouring competition. Lovely smile, Jack. Thanks for letting us know you're happy with it. That's it for this week. Keep telling those stories to anyone who will listen. And I'll see you next week when I think it's going to be Thanksgiving for some of you. And now, here's some news for the grown-ups about another Wardour Studios podcast called Squanderlust. Have you ever thought that your children see you spending money in shops, but they possibly don't see when you're saving, investing or paying the bills? So what are they learning about money from what they see you do? Squanderlust is another Wardour Studios podcast all about the emotional side of money and the latest episode features Will Rainey, an expert in teaching children the right lessons about money so that they grow up confident about how to save and how to spend right from the start. Will makes money easy and fun with stories and games. He illustrates how your child can practice money skills as soon as they start to learn numbers and how to build on those skills, gradually preparing them for adult life. So, check out episode 41 of Squanderlust with Martha Lawton on squanderlustpod.com or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>